And okay, good morning, everyone. It's good to be here another Sunday morning to present God's precious word to his precious people. You're all precious to him, every single one of you. You're precious to him. And this morning he has given me a word to deliver. And, um, you know, sometimes you hear from the Lord and you say, Lord, why do you use me? Why me? Why me? Why me? And he says, why not you? Yeah. So it's a pleasure to always represent him, you know, by delivering his word. And I just want to pray before I even start this morning. Let's pray. Father. This vessel of clay comes before you empty, empty Lord, just asking you to fill it, fill this clay, fill this clay with your life and use me this morning to present the word that you have given me to your saints. And to you be all the glory and all the praise. All the glory and all the praise belongs to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We serve a God that is real. He's real. He exists. And one day we all will see him. We all will see him. I'm going to share this with you. It's maybe not in line with the sermon, but I felt the need to share it with you. I went to the, I went and got my glasses, prescription glasses, maybe three weeks ago. And I, after wearing it for a while, I realized I wasn't seeing out of it properly. Something is wrong. So I, Decided to take it back to the to the to the um, ophthalmologist to find out, you know, is something wrong? Did they give me the correct prescription? What what's wrong? So I met this lady. She's a, she's the ophthalmologist, and I started talking to her about the glasses. And by talking and talking, she was explaining to me why maybe I'm not seeing out of it properly as yet. And we went through all of that. And then I started talking to her about the gospel, sharing with her. And then she said to me, I know what you're talking about. I said, what do you mean? She says, I know what you're talking about. I've experienced it. I said, tell me more. And she said to me, many years ago, I had my first child, I was pregnant with my first child and there, were, there was complication and they had to take the child. And so while she was on the table and they were operating on her, take the child, the doctor did something wrong and they lost her. They were trying to resuscitate her, but it was not successful. She said she left her body she totally left her body and was above the table. She could see everything the doctors were doing and what they were saying, she could hear everything. 
And the Lord came to her and said to her, her name, her name is Grace. Grace, come. It's time to go home. And she said, <laughs> she said to the Lord, oh, no, I'm not ready. No, you promised me abundant life. You promised me good life, a happy life. And this is my first child. And you are going to take me? She said, when she said that to the Lord, he placed his right hand on her forehead. And she found herself descending. And she went right back in her body. And when she went back in her body and she got up and she realized that the white sheet was over her. They were pushing her to the mark on the gourney. She realized the white sheet. So she removed the sheet and the gentleman who was pushing the gurney said to her, you're alive, you're alive. And so he pressed the button to go back upstairs to let the doctors know that she's alive. So she got into the room and they sewed her up and did what they need to do. And she was able to tell the doctors everything that they were doing and saying in the room when they lost her. So the doctor said to her, I guess you must have had an out-of-body experience. This God we serve is real. And one day, every single one of us will see him face to face. Face to face, you will see him and you will bow to your knees and lie on your face. He's real. I just thought I would share that with you this morning to let you know that the reality of Christ, we must be conscious of it. We must be conscious of it daily. My message this morning, the topic is building your spiritual weight or building your spiritual capacity. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, it says, which is taken from Deuteronomy um, chapter 8, verse 3, the Old Testament also. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. The joy and rejoicing of my heart. That's Jeremiah the prophet speaking. I am here this morning as a vessel of the Holy Spirit to remind you and myself, that we, we shall never, we should never neglect the word of God. Never neglect the word of God. It is the instrument we need to build our spiritual capacity, our spiritual ways. Because this is neglected in many Christians' lives. We suffer for it. We suffer the consequence because we neglect the word of God. 
We don't give it the significance and the importance that it deserves. When the winds and the storms of this life comes, it's only one thing it respects. The wind and storms only respect one thing, and that is weight. Weight. If you don't have spiritual weight, the enemy will blow you away like a piece of paper. The enemy only respects spiritual weight. Let me go further and show you why we need the spiritual weight. I want you to turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Reading from verse 9 through 17. Verse 9 through 17. The great dragon was cast out, that ancient serpent called the devil, and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast down to the earth, and his angels were cast down with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to, to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he was cast down to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place, where she is to be nourished for a time and a time and a half a time from the presence of the serpent. Then the serpent spewed out, spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened his mouth and swallowed the flood which the dragon spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was angry with the woman and he went to wage war with the remnant of her offspring who keep the commandment of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Do I need to go any further? No, but I will. But I will. We are up against an adversary we are up against an adversary that only respects the word of God. And if we don't build 
our spiritual weight, we are in trouble. We are in trouble because serious times are ahead of us. Serious times are ahead of us. What is happening in Jamaica? Who do you think is responsible for it? Who's, who, who's the epicenter of it? What do you think is happening in Turkey? Who do you think is the epicenter of it? It is the great dragon. It is the great dragon. And so the church, Jesus, the church is sleeping because she doesn't know the weight, the potential she has to cast out the great dragon. She doesn't know. And so they sleep. They're in a slumber. But I'm here to tell you this morning, unless you have that spiritual weight that Satan respects, you have no impact. You have no impact in this world. God has given us what it takes to keep Satan, the great dragon, in check. Do you have what it takes? I want you to do some soul searching this morning. Do you have what it takes to stand up to the winds and the storms that will blow your way? Do you? In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, Paul was writing to the Corinthians and he says these words, for a great an effective door is open unto us, but there are many adversaries. But there are many adversaries. Our spiritual weight is what actually determines your impact in life. Hmm? God designed his word for us to live by the scripture says, man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. There are two lives, physical and spiritual, and they both must be fed. Spiritual and physical both must be fed. How much time do you spend feeding your spiritual man? How much time? How much time do you spend in the word that will nourish your spiritual man? I want you to do some soul searching this morning. That's what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Search your heart. God's word is not for preaching and memorizing and quoting God's word is for living we have to actualize it in our life you can't just know it you can't just preach it you can't just teach it you must live it that's where the power lies and we miss that completely Many of us, we miss it. Until we actually live it, it has no benefit 
to our lives. Until we live it, it has no benefits to our lives. The quality of life we live is a function of the word in us. It has to, it has to move from our head to our heart. The word must move from our head to our heart. That's when it is effective. We can't play around anymore. This is serious times we're living in. Serious winds and storms are blowing. They may not, they may not reach your door as yet, but they will. You must be prepared. You must have that spiritual weight. You'll be able to stand up and not be blown away by the enemy devices. In Luke chapter 22, verse 31, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. I pray for you that your faith will not fail, that you will have the spiritual weight to stand firm. He desire to sift every single one of us. That's Satan's desire. To sift us. To move us off track. Take us off the path that Christ has put before us. And many has fallen. Many has fallen into that trap. The great dragon that was cast down to the earth. His desire is always to blow us off course and blow away the things that belongs to us. Always, that's his desire. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's real. That's real. That's not fiction. It's real. Our greatest security against any form of wind and any storm is adequate weight. Adequate weight. Every wind and every storm will respect you when you have adequate weight. We're talking about spiritual weight. Santa does not respect anyone unless he or she has spiritual weight. He doesn't respect you if you don't have that. Unless you have the word living and abiding in you, living and abiding in you, he doesn't respect you. He will blow you away. <laughs> I am concerned. You need to be concerned about the spiritual weight that you're carrying. What is it like? What is it? Can it stand up to the storms? Can it stand up to the winds, the evil wind that the enemy will blow towards you? Will it be able to stand up? Only you can answer that question. When a motorbike is coming towards you as a pedestrian, you may try to resist it. 
But when a trailer tractor is coming towards you, guess what you do? You get out of the way because of the weight it carries. I am saying to you this morning, and I'm asking you this morning, what is your weight like? What is your spiritual capacity like? What can it withstand? Can it withstand the great storms? The great wind? Can it? Just like your physical weight is based on special diet, quality nutrition, your spiritual weight also requires special diet. Special diet. You have to know the word, meditate in the word, live the word. It must be the epicenter of your life every single day. Many of us, we get up in the morning and our, our feet hit the floor. We are running. We have no time. We have no time to spend in his presence. We have no time to communicate with him. And when the storms of life hits us, we panic and we are afraid because his spiritual weight was never built. We never have it. It was never there. The Lord is saying to you this morning that serious times are coming. It's already here. It's just as maybe not reach your door. But you must have the way to, to stand up to the device, the evil devices of the enemy and let him know that you know the word and quote the word to him. That's the only thing he respects is the word of God. As I said earlier in Jeremiah 15, Jeremiah said, your words were found and I ate them and your words became the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So God's word is not just for hearing, reading, listening, but it is for eating. See the word you use? It is for eating. The word was found and I ate them and it became the joy of my heart. So the quality of your spiritual food intake is what determines your spiritual weight. This is what determines your spiritual weight, my brothers and sisters. The word, the quality of the word you take in. So your spiritual weight can be enhanced. It can, by the quality of the spiritual food you intake. Spiritual food strives on two things. Spiritual weight strives on two things. The quality of food, the word, the word. Time spent in the word. Time spent in the word. This has to do and then you have quality exercise that has to do with prayer. Quality exercise has to do with prayer. 80% of the prayers that we pray 
they are transactional. There are two types of prayer, transactional and transform trans transformative. 80% of the prayers that we pray, they are transactional. They are need-based. They are need-based. Give me this. I want to be blessed. I want to be healed. I want a good job. I want to give me this. It's a need base. But the transformative prayer is based on all sufficiency. You come to him with sufficiency because he's our sufficiency. He's our all sufficiency. When we pray, we exhale our life and inhale his life. That's what it's about. That's what prayer is about. It's being transformed into his image and likeness. That's where you build your spiritual weight. Being transformed in his presence. It's not just going to him and asking him for things and think, no. Ask him to transform us. So that we can be like him. We can look like him. When people see us. They see him. In Jude chapter 20. It says. But you dear friends. By building up yourself. In your most holy faith. And praying in the Holy Spirit. There are too many. Featherweight Christians. Featherweight Christians. In the physical world, you have featherweight boxers and you have heavyweight boxers. There are too many featherweight. Featherweight. They have no weight. They are easily blown off track. They are easily taken away from the word. They come to church, they take notes. They do all type of things, but they don't have the spiritual weight it takes to survive. To survive the storms and the problems and the challenges of life. They buckle under the problems of life because they have no weight. The scripture says, you either build your life upon the rock or you build your life upon the sand. You choose. You choose. Your greatest security against all satanic assault is to focus on spiritual weight. That's your greatest weapon. Focus on your spiritual weight. When he comes to you, you must be able to speak the word to him. Jesus was our example. He exemplified, exemplified that. He did. Satan telling him, listen, fall, you, you'll be saved. It's not a problem. Your, your God will, will save you. He says, no, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He only respects the word. We need to focus on building our spiritual way. 
and your spirit, you think about it, your spiritual weight is in command even when you're sleeping. Even when you're sleeping. <laughs> Satan tried to destroy Jesus on the boat as he was sleeping. The disciples were afraid and they ran to him and spoke and said, the, and, and, and he spoke to the wind and it stopped. He spoke to the wind and the wind stopped. Spiritual weight. He was a man like you and I. That's what the scripture says. Even though he was God, he was still man like you and I. And he spoke to the wind and the wind stopped. And he said to them, oh, be of little faith. We have to build. We have to build. We have to build. We have to build. The seven sons of Sceva, you know the story very well. They saw the apostles casting out demons. And they thought, surely we can do this too. And so they met this man that was demon-possessed. And they tried to cast out the demon. The demon turned against them and said, who are you? We know Peter, we know Jesus, but who are you? In other words, you have no spiritual weight in the spiritual realm. Who are you coming to cast us out? And the scripture said they were beaten by these demons, naked, because they have no spiritual weight. You have to have spiritual way to confront this enemy. You have to have spiritual way to confront him. You cannot go with your fleshly ideas and your fleshly thoughts. You must come to him from a spiritual foundation. That's the only thing he respects. Jesus made a statement to his disciples. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. This means we have a common heritage. We have a common heritage with Jesus. We do. He said the word that I do, you will do also. And greater works will you do also. Do we believe this? Is this factual? Do we truly believe that? That if we build our spiritual weight, if we know the word, study the word, practice the word, when we speak to the unseen world, it responds to us. It responds to us. Isaiah 50 verse 4. He awakens me morning by morning. Awaken my ears to listen like one being instructed. He's always, always intent to instruct us in his way. He wants us to walk in his way because he knows. He knows where, of what we're up against. And unless we walk in his way, we cannot be victorious. We will not have any impact in this life. We must walk in the way of his word. He says, of my own I can do nothing. As I hear, so I judge. He was constantly in touch with his father. 
This was the secret of his spiritual weight. He was constantly in touch with his father. How is your spiritual weight? How is your spiritual life? Are you in touch with him? Do you know the word? Can you quote the word? Are you living the word? These are important questions. We have to ask ourselves, are we living it? When the attacks of life comes our way, can we stand firm? Can we bear it? It is time for us to take responsibility for our spiritual weight. We are living in serious times. Some evil winds are getting ready to blow against you and I. Don't wait until they start blowing before you build your spiritual weight. Don't be like the five foolish virgins that were not ready when the bridegroom came. Don't be like them. Build. Build your spiritual capacity to be able to withstand any storms that the enemy blow towards you. Build it. Holy Spirit has sent me this morning to warn you. I'm speaking to someone on this platform this morning. I don't know who you are. But he's saying the storms are getting ready to blow. Build your spiritual capacity. Invest in spiritual material. Books, CDs. Apart from the main book, the Bible. Build it. Read these books. I'm not telling you something I don't do. I read two, three books for, per month. I have to. Rob Reamer, I have a book out, <coughs> Soul Care, excellent book. I bought several copies and give it away. Another one he called River Dwellers, excellent. Recently I bought two books on success in marriage. I just got one, a friend of mine just gave me one the other day. It's personal evangelism. Written by a friend of his in Jamaica. Excellent book. You have to build. You have to build. This is how you build. Spend money on building your spiritual capacity. Buy these books and read it. These books are written by anointed men of God. Build. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Job was able to withstand the storms of life. How was he able to do that? Because his spiritual capacity was intact. When his wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? He said, you speak like a foolish woman. His spiritual capacity was intact. Couldn't move him. Couldn't. 
I'm asking you this morning, the Holy Spirit is asking you this morning to spend time, spend time building your spiritual life. Life is spiritual. It is not physical. I've often told you that. Every aspect of it. Just like, oh, you need a physical food to survive. You need a spiritual food as well to feed the inner man. You must spend time there. Spend time there. When Paul was on the ship sailing to Malta, an evil wind started blowing and the ship was about to be wrecked. But an angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him, no life would be lost. Paul says, this is the God whom I serve and belong. Spiritual weight. This is the God who I serve and whom I belong. I am closing. And I'm letting you know this morning, please, spend time in God's word. Build your spiritual life. Build it like you have never attempted to before. Build it because the storms are coming. They are just around the corner. They are coming. Build it. Build it so that you'll be able to stand firm when it hits. When it hits. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word you gave me this morning to preach to your saints. Oh, Father, I pray that their hearts were open to receive it. And that starting today, Lord God, they will start building their spiritual life. They will start building, building upon their most holy faith so that when the storms blow, they will stand firm and they will be able to help others around them because of their strength in you. Lord, I thank you for your precious word. Your word is spirit and it is life. Help us to eat it like Jeremiah said. Eat your word. Let it become a part of us. Let us actualize it in our lives. Lord, Forgive us when we fail to do the things that would please you. When we fail to live our life to please the King of King and the Lord of Lords, our Heavenly Father. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us. I give you all the praise this morning and I give you all the glory because you are so worthy. You are so worthy. In your son's name I pray, Jesus Christ, amen and amen.